is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. It's time again for Spoiling Star Wars with Eric, and like the title says, we have an Eric with us. Eric, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing fantastic, and like the title says, we will spoil some Star Wars for those who are not able to watch The Last Jedi, or for those that have watched The Last Jedi. That is the movie in question today. It is would be, what, the eighth installment of the... Correct. Uh, it, it, you know, if math serves me correct, it would be the eighth installment of our Skywalker saga, I believe is what Lucasfilm and, and Disney decided to call this whole Indeed. sequence. Indeed. Yeah, Todd, uh, The Je- Last Jedi probably is the most controversial, at least in, in modern times. I, I can't say I know from the 70s and 80s, but boy, this was a controversial movie and had all types of uprising from the fan base and the community of Star Wars. Todd, how many times did you see this in theaters? Was it more or less than Phantom Menace? Less than Phantom Menace, sadly. Three or four. I, I, I can guarantee at least three or four. Because my, my modern era sort of checklist for watching the films is to go see it in the theater, like regular format, normal way you would see the movie. Sure. And then I normally will go back and try and catch a viewing of the 3D version, just because I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of 3D movies, but it's Star Wars, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. So I normally see it in 3D. And then the local theater has what they call the ultra screen which is, it's not IMAX because it's not like round or whatever, but it is a giant screen. It's like sure. two times as big as the other one. And the stadium is bigger and whatever. And and I, I like to go see it in that just because it's, I mean, it's Star Wars. It's epic space fantasy. You, you know, if you're going to see it on a big screen, see it on the biggest screen possible, I guess, is my logic. Of course. So I, I know. Side I know of the I've Death Star. <laughs> you know, they right. get a projector. Right. right. You know, I know I've seen it at least three times. There may have been a fourth viewing. Just because I'm that guy that, oh, it's still in theaters. Oh, I have a couple hours. I'm going to go do this. But it's been at least three times. And I've since watched it a couple of times on, you know, your Disney Plus situation. How about you, yeah. Eric? Well, I, I, I might have saw it once in the theater, maybe twice. <laughs> I can't recall. It's either this movie or Rogue One where we had the, the scare in the theater where Lauren got freaked out by some guy who was wearing a long trench coat and was, like, walking up and down the aisle. Um, whether he was looking for his party or not, I, I can't recall. But that was the last movie that, because at this point in time, Lauren was really, really into um, The Force Awakens. Like, she really liked that movie, and we saw it multiple times maybe in the theater. I know I did, but I thought she at right. least saw it once or twice. And then we'd watch it, um, you know, on Disney. It wasn't Disney Plus at the time. I think Netflix had the deal. So we'd watch it through there. So right. when this movie came out, she was all about Ray's story, and she, you know, she wanted to know what was going on. But I can't remember if if it was Rogue One, which I'll find out when Rogue One happened, because I think Rogue One was between this. Yeah, it was 2016. So yeah. I'm not sure if I saw this movie once in the theaters or one and a half times. Um, so <laughs> gotcha. because we got about halfway through and then this guy freaked us out and then we left and and uh, she, she hasn't necessarily I don't think she's honestly gone back or she won't go to any like. She won't go to any film that is not like straight up Disney small like crowd. 
or, gotcha. or, or younger gotcha. demographics. Let's put it this way. Like, I don't necessarily think she wants to go into a movie that's 18 to, you know, 45 male geared towards those uh, demographic or that kind of traumatizing effect. No, so I, I, I get that, that, you know, there, there have been some scary things that have happened in theaters. You oh, know, you don't mess by, around. By dudes of a certain age in trench coat. Like, I, I absolutely get. Oh, no, I, I mean, that. you know, so, I'm not. I don't I don't panic about anything. And this guy gave me like a gut, like visceral, like feeling. And I'm like, all right, we're out, everybody. And I grabbed yeah, the kids. Yeah. We left our coats and everything. So that was weird uh, and awful. Um, I don't know if that tainted the movie for me. Uh, but, you know, this was one of those things, though, when it came out on Netflix, it was one like, well, yeah, I'll watch it, but not tonight. Well, I don't need to watch it tonight. I don't need to watch Like, it was just weird where I didn't have that same excitement as yep. I did for The Force Awakens, where I was, like, really excited. And the moment it came out, I was like, yeah, let's watch it again. So, and it's not to say I didn't like the movie. It was just different. And I don't even know when I bought into the, or at least fell trap to the Twitter controversies of the movie. Because I didn't leave the movie feeling that way. I left the movie feeling different about certain aspects and be like, well, I didn't necessarily love that or, okay, that didn't make sense to me or, but there were also moments where I was like, well, that was super cool. And that was one of the better things I've seen in star Wars film. And, and I liked that. So it was mixed feelings, but overall I still liked the movie and, and wanted to see the final, you know, like it geared me up to see the last one. So um, do you remember any of the, you know, I guess what would be the most controversial or, uh, I guess the a moment of the film that you remember being, uh, you know, talk of the town. There, I mean, there there were a few. Um, in in and again, I'm kind of with you in that there, there's a lot of folks who got to chattering and and screaming and hollering and and let's be honest, bitching about one thing or another. In in almost every case, there's a part of me. It's like I, I get where you're coming from. That that's a little weird. But I just don't have that. I mean, I love Star Wars. I'm. I mean, I've. I see all of them at least three times in the theaters. Clearly, I have a problem, and I'm. I'm super into it. But I'm not that kind. That that same kind of gung ho, die hard, dug in on my thoughts and feelings about it. Sort of fan as some of the people out there in the world. Like at the end of the day, I still can tell myself this is just a movie. This is a movie about wizards of space swords, uh, you know, like, and, and I kind of roll with it. Some people get really, really, really uptight. You know, there's been a continuing for the entire sequel trilogy. There's a, you know, a continued undertone from certain folks about Ray. She's, she's too powerful for being as young and as untrained as she is. She shouldn't be able to do the stuff that she does, you know, etc. which, you know, that, that it, <laughs> It is what it is. Like, yes, if you compare her directly to Luke Skywalker, when he was her age, he couldn't do much. He had to go get a little bit of training from Obi-Wan, get a bunch of training from Yoda before he could do anything. And even then, he wasn't that super great in the movies. Sure. Whereas Rey is doing all sorts of crazy stuff, you know, right out the gate without really any kind of real training at all. And, I, you know, like I said, there's a point where I'm like, you've got a fair point there, but everybody is different. If she's just got the, the force just pouring out of her, she's going to be better at some stuff. Like, maybe she's got a better knack for it than Luke did. Like, I can ju- I can kind of justify some of those things. Or, and I can or, also just take yeah. it as 
I'm not going to get all bent out of shape about this. We don't want – how many more movies do, do we honestly just want a movie of like, hey, here's Ray training. Here, here's an entire you know, three-hour movie of like, right here, she's she's lifting rocks. She's She's got something on her back. She's running around flipping. Like, we don't need that. Like, let's just assume no. that there's some type of training and or let's also be okay with the fact that she's better or whatever. So that way we can get a better movie quicker. Well, like, do well, we want mediocre the, fight scenes? <laughs> I mean. Right. Well, and the other thing is, if they had spent a, a decent portion of The Last Jedi showing Rey get trained, that would have fed into one of the other main controversies around the sequels. And oh, that yeah. is a whole bunch of people saying, oh, well, they're just redoing 4, 5, and 6. Like, there were a whole bunch of folks that thought The Force Awakens was just a reboot of A New Hope. Which, yeah, again, we kind of talked about that. I, I don't want to go, go too far back down that rabbit hole. But there were people who were already saying that The Force Awakens is kind of like a reboot of Empire Strikes Back. Oh, they start off, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> they start off in a battle and then eventually they end up going off to some fancy planet because, you know, in, in Empire they went to to Cloud City and this one they go to Canto Bight. It's like there, there are already enough parallels there. If you'd have thrown in a Ray is training under the Jedi Master sequence, that just would have amplified the, oh, you redid Empire. I guess the thing that really irks me about a lot of the, you know, quote, controversies around this is that a lot of it just seems to be people just want to bitch about stuff. Like people just, oh, no matter so. what you do, somebody's not going to be happy and they're going to yell and holler about it. And, you know, you mentioned at the beginning of this segment of the conversation, oh, Todd, I don't remember what controversies you heard about back in the 70s or 80s. There weren't any. <laughs> like people just yeah. enjoyed it. I don't know how much of it is that people just literally were, were more chill. <laughs> um, how much of it is that, well... I mean, part of the reason why there's so much controversy is because you've got a generation of folks who grew up with the originals and have the mindset that if you do something to that goes counter to the originals, you've personally offended them. And obviously you didn't have that going on back in the 80s. And then the other thing is, you know, back in the 80s, we didn't have Twitter where all the man babies can go on and yell and whinge and scream and holler and cry about everything. And so, you know, you might have had some strong opinions about The Empire Strikes Back. Like, for all I know, when The Empire Strikes Back came out, people were all up in arms. But you didn't really hear about it, you know, unless you talked personally to that person. Like, there wasn't the same platform for bitchery that we do with, yeah. with Twitter and Facebook and everything. So, absolutely. I don't remember these controversies happening in the 80s. I like to think that it wasn't controversial and that people weren't so stuck on their own interpretations as we are now. But mm -hmm. I could be wrong. I mean, I was like seven, <laughs> like I, I was blissfully yeah. ignorant one way or the other. So the only issue that I think I had that it wasn't even controversy, it was just creative difference is uh, maybe Leia flying through space. Uh, just didn't make sense because I, I thought time passed too far, but like, okay, that's, that's fine. <laughs> like when she was blasted out of the thing, she survived. I thought that was cool. I just, oh, yeah. I didn't love, I didn't love the dramatic, like I'm going to pull my way in from the force. I just, right. I, but then again, like, here's me questioning how, how outer space works in their universe. <laughs> Shit, I right. don't know how that works. Like, I mean, I guess her face starts to crystallize, but you have enough power. If I can believe that she can pull herself in, I can also believe that she can hold her breath or whatever. So I'm like, mm -hmm. that's fine. I thought it was a bit odd or weird. It kind of took me off. Um, but then again, another controversial moment where we've discussed in the past, and I don't know if it's ever made it to an episode or if it's been in a... a clip or so forth was the whole 
uh, light speed blasting through like uh, the, their Star Destroyer or whatever. And right. I thought that was the coolest moment, probably one of the coolest moments in the entire movie. Thematically, the way they, you know, use the absence of sound, so to speak, uh, you know, yeah. the entire theater yeah. went empty. It was super, super cool. And yes, I know oh, you've yeah. discussed, uh, you know, how that how that probably, you know, could be argued that shouldn't work. But then again, we're also arguing a fictional like this is how Lightspeed works. Well, shit, maybe they found something else out or that, you know. <laughs> You know, Lightspeed right. maybe isn't what we thought when we created this fake, you know, <laughs> this fake diagram of, <laughs> oh, this is how the science works in Star Wars. So, right. Uh, so I was completely cool with it. And for me, I really, really enjoyed – there were aspects of the movie I really enjoyed. And I think we'll talk about those when we get back. And we are back, Todd. Let's not stick on just the controversies because I think we've – you know, you can find that on Reddit if you want. Todd, what were some oh, yeah. of your favorite moments and or sequences or things in this movie? Which pretty much just says, talk about the good stuff, Todd. Uh, that's that's fair. I, I can do that. I think I'm, I'm just going to dovetail off of the last thing you said with the whole, what they eventually refer to as the Holdo maneuver. Where, they, you know, she rams the ship through the other one via light speed. Because that was an excellent moment in the film. Uh, you know, it it that grabs you. Interesting trivia for for any who who may not may not have realized the the part where they you know she rips through the other ship and it all goes silent. Excellent dramatic effect there. They actually had to post signs in the theaters to tell people, hey, at <laughs> at timestamp such and such, the audio drops. It's not a glitch. Don't be alarmed. That's part of the movie because apparently there were a bunch of people who were like, man, halfway through the audio kicked out. And it's like, yeah, no, that was intentional. Uh, which I thought was funny. <laughs> that uh, was awesome. Um, well, that's awesome. That's awesome and very sad. Because, well, you know, <laughs> like it wasn't. I mean, the first time I watched it, I was like, um, like maybe I didn't get it 100% that that was a thing. But it was right. very obvious at, you know, after a few minutes or, or not. It, I mean, it lasted, what, maybe a minute. But it was pretty obvious. Well, you were like, yeah, well, that's, I mean, uh, that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's jarring. It's not what you were expecting, but it also times perfectly with what it is. And after you get over that initial, oh, crap, what what happened to the sound? Oh, I see. Like, you know, I think that added to it and made it extra awesome. And I don't know if you want me to to reiterate or get into how that works in the science or not. Perhaps we'll skip past that. But well, we'll find thing... an episode for that. <laughs> there, yeah. we, we discussed that in detail. Yeah, I mean, that is something that, generally speaking, you shouldn't be able to do, but there are ways that you could have pulled that off, which is why, you know, to me, it didn't upset me that, oh, you can't go to light speed through a thing. E you can. It's 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 not standard, but you can do it, and it worked really well. And like I said, for the storytelling and the drama side of things, it worked really well. I really, really enjoyed that. I liked the inclusion of Rose Tico. I really enjoyed that character. On, on several levels. One, I always like it when they can get a little more diversity going on in this story that doesn't involve, oh, it's an alien. Like, to have some human diversity, to me, is a good thing. I think it's good that they, in this branch of the franchise, they've been a lot more inclusive in terms of the ladies. That character could have just been easily uh, have been a dude, but they didn't. And I, I yeah. appreciate that. I think it's good that, you know, her character was just a rando, low-level tech person. It's nice that you've got, you know, General this and Captain so-and-so and hell, you know, <laughs> Princess Leia was a princess. 
you know what I mean? You've got Jedi, like you've got all these grand folk. It's kind of nice that Luke started off as a farm boy. It's nice mm-hmm. that Rose was just was just a tech, like, and that even though you're just a tech, you can do something that is meaningful. I I, sure. I like that from a storytelling perspective. I like that as just sort of a general life lesson. Most of us are not quote big important people <laughs> or princesses. You know what I mean? And yeah. we can all do things in our lives that help make life better for ourselves and others, our families, etc. And I think it's good to reinforce that, that you don't have to be the heir to the whatever the heck, you know, corporate empire. You can be just Joe Schmo and make stuff happen. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, Todd, I'm a big fan of porgs. <laughs> <laughs> like like as i sit here i have a couple porgs on my uh on my desk and or like bookshelf and stuff uh those were right. and, and correct me if i'm wrong but those were actually um used to hide some of the native birds on that, that island or that or so yes. land and yes. i thought that was pretty awesome but for the most part like the then the porgs were uh, yeah, they're they're fantastic, and we have toy oh. orgs, and and I thought oh, they yeah. were a nice little alien species that kind of mirrored. I mean, they were obviously <laughs> less than Ewoks, but it's one of those cool looking things that you know. Now you have a brand new character, and I and I think their uh, friendship with che- Chewbacca was great, and overall, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed the Luke Skywalker <laughs> sequences. Thought it was, <laughs> he was very you know. It was it was definitely a spin and a turn than what you expected, and it was kind of like a jar, you know, because we we left the last movie with like there's Luke with his you know metal hand and looking you know very wise in the as a Jedi, and then right. he's just grouchy and <laughs> and doesn't want anything to do with anybody, and that's just not how you envision Luke. But I thought you know Mark Hamill was amazing, and I thought it was oh. great, and by by the end all was well, and and. And I mean, as as we skip around throughout the movie, like the final sequence, and I thought it was super clever about how this planet, when you walk on it, you know, it turns to a red like salt. It's a salt planet, the very final right. sequence. And right. so if you're walking, there would be footprints that would turn to red or at least elements of that. And of course, right. for anyone that's watched the movie that, you know, Luke transports himself, so to speak, or is a, what would you say? He's, he's not necessarily, sure. he's not there. He, He's hologram or whatever. He projects in, in himself. Yeah. Yeah. He, he sort of sort of projects himself there. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler. And, and, yeah. And he, <laughs> but when he walks, there's nothing on the ground. And I'm just like, but like we didn't know until after the no. fact. I mean, some people that were wise, you know, maybe have a couple more midi chlorians in their system would have known. But I didn't catch it. I was like, I was like, man, he came back with his beard looking all different. He's like ready to fight. Like he's like, well, see, gonna, I caught. I caught that part. Like when he showed so up, I, I'm but... like, I'm like, his hair is different. Necessarily would have thought younger, but I'm like, he looks different. It's weird, but I didn't put it together until it's revealed what the situation there was. And I was like, oh, well, that's that. That now makes sense. I never caught the whole footsteps thing. Oh yeah. That, that's, well, that's, I mean, that's I that's think a good, that's a good catch. Well, I think that was, in my opinion, that was the coolest part because it's like, well, they didn't have to make it a salt planet. I mean, there was awesome, mm-hmm. awesome effects with their like their machines and stuff that they found, and then as they drag it, drag it across the ground, and you see this red, which is kind of like this. I mean, it's, I guess it's like making it a bloody battlefield without actually using blood, and yeah. the symbolism there, which was super, super cool. So, oh yeah, there were lots in this movie that I thought was pretty awesome. Let alone like, all right, we we missed a lot where. Kylo and Ray, you know, end up teaming up and and you get this feeling like, all right, Kylo's going to turn, you know, he's going to, you know, join and so forth. And he and and the sequence where they're fighting the 
what are they, Todd? The the red guys, they're Imperial stormtroopers. Is that right? Or they're, I mean, they're they're you the know, Imperial the, Guard or something like that, aren't they? Special, basically. I mean, I the the Emperor had his. It was the Emperor's Guard. The the you know okay. in the previous trilogy, the guys in the mm-hmm. red. Same yeah. same concept. They're they're this the Supreme Leader's you know elite guard. Those those guys were all awesome. They all had you know nifty different weapons and different styles. And yeah, that that was an awesome battle sequence like that that may very well be what i consider the top notch of lightsaber fights right there yeah that was just, i mean that was just a thing of beauty and i don't think you've seen teamwork used as well in lightsaber fights because normally it's been like one-on-one lightsaber and then or you'd have a mass battle where there was just everybody flinging lightsabers back in the the prequels but this was like an awesome yeah. hey teamwork thing what are we gonna do overall you know as as we talk about it todd i think this movie was pretty damn damn awesome in in bits oh, yeah. and pieces you know i think maybe oh, yeah. as like an, a collective story it wasn't as compelling to me as force awakens because because this one had a lot of there wasn't a start or a finish to it like you know maybe you're excited when you first start reading a book and you're excited when you finish the book but in the middle you're kind of like well where's you know i want to finish it you, you like don't have the new start of it and you're, right. you're already introduced to these characters but you're in the midst of it and like sometimes you just don't sit back and enjoy it for what it is and this is part of the story and I, maybe that's kind of where i fall because i think this is probably the least i've seen this one maybe in the in the newest one the least out of all of them right and that and, and i don't know if that deserve i i believe it does deserve a couple extra watchings because as i we talk about it here i'm like well i like this i like this i like this i like this i'm like well crap what didn't i like oh i didn't like princess leia necessarily flying but i'm like oh i can deal with that um, right uh, so well, I think I, you know, and I and I, I like the and I didn't mind Canto Bite, which is a lot of big like why they do this. Well, I'm like, well, shit, they gave you a new freaking world. Uh, they, you know, to me, it introduces the fact of these these kids that are, you know, uh, it gives a little bit of backstory about you know um, Finn and 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 Rose and so forth. I thought it was fine, and I thought the character that they brought uh, in, um, and you have to DJ correct. Who is it? DJ. I the, know, the, the guy, thief, the, the thief character. Yes. I thought yeah, he was DJ. thought he was quirky and cool. Now, oh, now, yeah. like he turned out to be an asshole, you know, which is fine. Well, uh, that happens. I think. Well, yeah, but I think that I think that's also good. I think if everyone you encounter turns out to, you know, be the scoundrel with the heart of gold, that sort of detracts from the actual scoundrels. Like every now and then, you got to run into somebody who's just in it for themselves and is going to do mm-hmm. you dirty, and that's like that. That adds. I mean, as much as you can add realism to you know space wizards and and you know <laughs> and so forth like i think that kind of helps keep it grounded like yeah there's here's this guy and he's he's doing his thing that's and, exactly you know, right yep he he asks for her little mm-hmm. the token that she had with her sister and, and like oh man what a jerk and he ends up using it for a very specific thing and then hands it back to her and you're like oh this guy's all right and then he stabs him all in the back and he's like oh okay yeah. like I think that I think that adds good drama. I think that adds, like I said, I think that sort of roots it in a little bit of realism that keeps it nice. Yeah, I agree with you because I—that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, this guy's a dick," and, and oh, he's good, and then, <laughs> oh no, he's not. And I think that's also kind of real life. I mean, that's typically how some people are. Like, oh people, yeah, you'll think they're cool, and then they do. You know, overall, overall, I thought it was good. I thought it was—it was a great, excellent addition. I thought it was. Oh yeah. And, and in a sense, I'm—I'm I'm fine with it paralleling. The original trilogy and the whole thing was you know it was it was kind of like for empire they brought in a different director it was Ir- irvin something right 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they brought I, him yeah. in. And so, so <laughs> Ryan, Brian Johnson would be the, the, the version who made it a little bit more dark and a little tone. And then JJ yeah. Abrams was the George, you know, Lucas. So when they bring it back, it all kinds comes around and, I don't know. I mean, since we've already talked about the the final film when it came out, I don't know if they did some course correcting because of the fans or they just said, well, this maybe tells a better story or yeah. however they did it. I was fine well, with that, all of it. Yeah, that's the thing with this movie. Uh, I mean, you, you mentioned a couple things, you know, earlier to where, you know, it's it's kind of the middle and it it is a middle movie. Like Empire also had some of that going on to where it's if you were going to introduce someone to star Wars and only show them one movie, you really can't show them empire strikes back. Like it picks yeah. up in the middle. It, it, it doesn't give you a satisfying conclusion, but like, it's a good film in its place as part of the overall thing. And I think, I think the last Jedi fits that same bill. Like it's, it's a middle movie. Like that's part of what it is and how it's going to be. And then, and, and that's fine. And then the other part that makes the sequel trilogy a little tricky and gives some people some, you know, some grief and some problems around it is, like you said, you start with one one director, then you switch it up and then you go back. Like for the six previous films, they were all, you know, at a high level orchestrated by George Lucas. You had one guy telling the story. You know, yes, you switch directors and therefore it changed the tone a little bit for Empire, but it's still George Lucas telling the story. Whereas with The Force Awakens, they kind of brought in a whole new crew and they kind of gave it sort of a, a left turn. <laughs> and then when yeah. you come back around, they, they did do some sort of course correcting. And, you know, was that a good thing? Was that a bad thing? I, I'll leave that to other people to argue. Like, I think it all worked out well in the end. Like, I enjoyed them all. Are there some things that probably would have went differently if they'd have kept the same crew for all three films? I'm sure of it, but I don't know that it that it veered so far off course. I'm like, oh, this movie is garbage. And there are sadly there are a lot of people who are like, oh, I hate this movie. Uh, I disagree, but they're entitled to their well, opinions. There's a lot of there's a lot of people <laughs> that think this is the best. So well, it's, and that's it's, it's, it's really very polarizing. Weird. Yeah, yep. there, there are people that you you say Last Jedi, and they're like, oh, it's the it's the best movie of all of them. And there are other people who are like, oh, it is absolutely the worst movie of all of them. And then there's people like me. It's like I enjoyed it. Like, yes, it's different than the one before and after it, but it's fine. I, I you know, I like it. I'm not going to get, you know, my panties in a twist. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm, I'm I'm at the same notion here. I think Last Jedi was a fine movie. I'm right in the boat with you. It is one of those, like, yeah, it was good. I will watch it. There probably will be a moment in time where I decide to watch the, you know, entire sequence and trilogy and, and all nine movies again and it's not like i'm gonna skip this one uh, you know i'll i probably won't watch this movie once a month or you know maybe <laughs> maybe i'll watch right. it once a year so right. but but like i think it was fine and as we talk back i'm like yeah there were a lot of good parts that i really like and glad they made this movie and to be told like i'm okay with them course correcting it and making ray you know part of the bloodline to make make it up for why she's so good at stuff and i'm like fine with all that but then again yeah. like i'm yeah. not you know i'm passionate enough to talk to my brother on a podcast about star wars but i'm not <laughs> passionate enough to probably do it on my own you know what i'm saying like you like mean, i'm you're not, not you're, you're not going to get online and argue with total strangers uh, that, you know, I tend not to do that. I tend not to do that. <laughs> I prefer to argue with you over pointless debates. So that, that, that is kind of, you know, and, and maybe we could say, you know, pointless debate. Should Ray ha have come from a Jedi background, like bloodline? Right. That is a pointless right. debate we all can kind of get behind. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But overall, I thought the movie was fine. Uh, if you were going to rank this movie, and we got a crap ton of movies now. 
pretty much all, <laughs> pretty much every single movie. Now, you know, we, we will circle back around on Solo and Rogue One, and I'm going to force you to watch um, the Ewok movies just for fun. Um, I, I'm I'm looking forward to those because I remember watching those when they came on TV, <laughs> and I don't remember them at all. I remember one of them has Wilford Brimley, and I have no oh, context yes. for it. I just remember that being a thing. Uh, I remember enjoying them. I got a I got a sinking feeling in my stomach that they probably don't hold up well, but I'm looking uh, forward to watching. Probably, them. I, yeah. I I don't recall too much. I really don't. I'm almost the same with you, but I do know they exist, and we will find them, and we will watch mm-hmm. and spoil them for everyone that hasn't seen them. Yes, um, and it's, but where where where's this movie ranked for you, Todd? Where does the Last Jedi really come in for you? I've not actually sat down and figured out the actual hierarchy, but on a sort of rough back of the envelope sort of math perspective, I would say the Last Jedi is on par with Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Like I don't know that it's it's nec- I, I love it so much that it would displace the originals. Yeah, but I I like it. I mean. Let's face it, everything to me is probably better than The Phantom Menace. But I, I think I like it, like I said, on par with the last two prequel movies. Because those were those were pretty solid. I think I probably like The Force Awakens more so than, than The Last Jedi. Which, yeah, as I'm saying all that out loud, actually puts this pretty low on the scale. But not because it's not a great movie. It, it's a good movie. I just think I like A New Hope and Return of the Jedi better. Oh, sure. Probably because I've grown up with them. It's, it's, it's not really a quality thing. It's more of a, I've got a, a tighter bond to the other ones sort of a deal. Yeah, I think where, I could probably where does be it... uh, You know, we're very similar, except for I think it does. I think this does beat out the prequels pretty easily, in my opinion. I like the characters yep. better than the characters in the prequel. And I know that sounds weird, but like Anakin just was. And Obi-Wan was fine, but he, you know. Uh, but I, I really like the characters, uh, the action, obviously, you know, it is different times, but right. you get the originals. The originals are obviously going to be in the top of the, the, the list. I think I like Force Awakens more than this, and it would be a close one, which I'd probably have to go back and watch the, the latest film to see which one I like better. But I, don't, I, you know, right now, since we're talking about Last Jedi, I really think I like Last Jedi more so than uh, the last film. So, I, you know, it's tough, but it, it's definitely not beating out the originals. And Force Awakens is easily going to be in the top four. So Last Jedi, at best, would be five, at best. So <laughs> Fair enough. But, I mean, for the most part, that rounds us up, Todd. We have spoiled the entire Star Wars uh, or the Skywalker trilogy. Now you'll have yep. to go find our original spoiling on, on the Rise of Skywalker. Film. Yeah, because yeah. that we actually sort of started... Uh, <laughs> yeah, the movie sequence <laughs> with that one, and we did that like right after it came out the theaters. Yes. So yeah, we're we're in 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 true Star Wars fashion. We've done these all out of sequence. That's right. That's how that's how that's how that galaxy runs. Um, that's the um, only way. And but, yeah, and then we spoiled yeah. a ton of Mandalorians as they kind of came out. Yes. Speaking the of the entire which, season. Uh, so season two is set to drop on the thirtieth of October. And Eric and I are are waiting with bated breath to not only watch it but talk about it for you folks. So I I'm here to announce that after after today there'll be a little bit of a, a spoiling Star Wars hiatus. We're gonna we're gonna take a little little break from that. So those of you who are listening as these release, you, you're gonna you're gonna have a Star Wars void for a few weeks. But starting in November, it will be Star Wars Saturdays as we get together and talk about season two of The Mandalorian as as those release. We will we will talk about those wild conjectures theories that are sure to be wrong by the time the season ends all the fun you've come to enjoy from our initial 
spoiling Star Wars discussions around the Mandalorian. And then at some point before the year ends, Eric and I are going to just bite the bullet and do a special edition uh, holiday special spoiling Star Wars so that you guys can get all the, the hottest of takes on the dumpster fire that was the Star Wars holiday special from back in the 70s. So something to look forward to there. Yeah, that is. It will close out the 2020, the the best year ever, I believe some people are calling it. Yes. Uh, yes. With some quality Star Wars uh, in your can, in, for, for your ears. Yes, I can think of no better way to end 2020 than with the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. No. So no. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good things to look forward to. Thank you, Eric, for for joining me and 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 talking about one of our our favorite movie franchises thank you listeners for for hanging in with us for the entirety of the skywalker saga and until the next time may the force be with you thanks for listening to this episode of the toddcast if you have comments questions or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about you can let me know via twitter at cast todd or email via toddcastpodcast at gmail.com keep in mind that the todd portions of those usernames are t-o-d with a single d even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the podcast.